Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Circadian Moms. I'm Nicole Hartman, and with us, as always, our co-host, Tina Matthews. How's it going? Good. How's it going <laughs> with you guys? Sorry. There was somebody screaming in the background, so I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> hey, again, we're going for relatable content, right? Yeah, we're moms and with lots of kids, and someone will always be screaming. Or yeah, loud, I thought loud maybe footsteps. it was an emergency, so I was like panic mode. Okay. But, but so this week we're excited because we're getting into the little 1% changes that we've made over the course of, for me, maybe three to five years. I don't know how far you're into it. Uh, as far as circadian goes, yeah, it would be three to five years. As far as, uh, you know, lifestyle changes, probably looking at 10 to 15 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. So uh, jumping right in, I think it's worthwhile noting, first of all, that these are just changes that, you know, we've made personally, and uh, they have been slow changes, like almost stacking, and we can't expect to go 100% right away because then nothing will ever stick. And also taking what you like and what works, and then what doesn't work, you just let it go. Yes, I so, would agree with that. And the slow changes are good. You make a little change, let a few months go by, whatever it is, and then you make another little change. Some of them, because some can be expensive and some are just, you have to like wrap your mind around them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like accept it and want yeah. to want to want it. Yeah. That's yeah, a good and point. And see the difference that it makes and then decide like where you go next. For sure. So in thinking about those 1% changes, what do you think was one of the first maybe few changes that you all made or maybe you personally made and then followed suit for the rest of your family? So I guess for us, I think our first like circadian, big circadian change was um, sunrise and black and blue light, which we did kind of like at the same time almost, like within a few days. Yeah. So that That's, was, that was the first one. Yeah, I would, we're probably along the same lines. I think our first one was probably the blue light, especially at night. Yeah. And then it became, it was a lot easier to get up in the morning. Yeah. Because that's where I probably struggled the most is that you're tired because maybe you've been up all night with a baby that decided it needed to nurse every, you know, 30 minutes or so. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, you know, we're just not a happy baby in the middle of the night or somebody needed you and like just making the decision. I'm not going to look at my phone or any, any of that. So. Right. Right. Or flipping on lights to change a diaper, like using the little mm -hmm. red carry around lamps or the little night lights. I even noticed too, when we first started blocking blue light at night, I would get so, so tired so early. Like I'm talking like eight o'clock, eight 30, I'd be in bed for the first couple of months. And it's almost like my body hadn't been getting that really restorative, regenerative sleep. And so it was like, okay, we have so much repairing and healing to do right now. Like we need to, we need extra hours of sleep to make up for lost time. Absolutely. I can definitely second that. You're just, you're just tired. And that's a great feeling for, it is. for, for once you're like, oh, I don't feel wired when I go to bed. I can actually just go to bed. And oddly it was, I was falling asleep quicker. Me too. And not yeah. struggling with, I had struggled with insomnia probably my whole life off and on. 
Yeah. And it just, it not that incredible? Just that, that one small change of I'm going to turn the lights off and I'm not going to look at my phone. Or if I do, then that's the next addition that I think is worth noting is uh, like blue blockers or, you know, yeah. the orange tinted or red tinted glasses at night. If you are going to look at your phone or watch TV, because I mean, that's not a bad thing to do, but right. you can do it in it and just a, it just looks different. That's all. Right. And you can get blue blocking glasses. I mean, you don't have to get the two $300 ones. There's $35 ones that work really well. Maybe Absolutely. They might not be like as structurally sound, but. I mean, what are we doing with them? You right. know, <laughs> right. Keep, yeah. Even if they are yeah. really strong glasses, you can't give them to the two-year-olds. So. No, no for sure. Either way, <laughs> please, they end up broken. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> A chew on the end of them, you know, it'll, yeah. be, good. it'll be good for them. It's all right. Um, I'd, I'd say another thing to add to that is some kind of cheap changes. And this is actually one of our first changes. I started changing out random light bulbs in the house. And I had seen somewhere somebody had gotten some of those red reptile lights. And it was, they were like $10, $15. I found them on sale on Amazon and just started changing them. And it takes a minute to get used to because, you know, you're used to like this bright light. And then all of a sudden it's red and it's dim and it's almost kind of like just that ambient background light. But uh, do you guys use a lot of those light bulbs? I do for the kids. Like, cause if they wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom or they're scared, I want them to flip on something that's not going to cause any damage to their circadian right. rhythm at all. <laughs> yeah. Like I they agree with to that. Back to bed. Yeah. yeah. But we were, we sold our house. Uh, I can't remember a year or two ago and we had a red night light or like a red light bulb in my son's room. And my husband's like, we, ha we were having a showing and he's like, right before we have to go, he's like, we have to switch this out. They're going to think that we're like crazy people and they're not going to buy the house because we have this red light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was kind of like, well, maybe they'll Google it and then they'll learn. It's like an advertisement for, yeah. you know, a circadian lifestyle. I could leave my business card like next to the light bulb. <laughs> if interested in. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering why we have red lights, it's not because we're freaks. We're just a little bit weird. <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. A yeah. lot, but that's okay. We're just not, Maybe not, nor not typical, you know, yeah. like we're just not typical. Um, from that then, would you say Going outside then first thing in the morning became the next big change for you all? We kind of like, we were always outside barefoot people, yeah, but it was same. just being intentional with it. Like as soon as we wake up, we're going to open up the door, step outside, just like making it consistent and intentional because there would be days like, oh, we don't get out till 1030, which is still earlier than a lot of families. But it doesn't do, it doesn't set the clock the way that sunrise does. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I know that we started, and it was probably springtime, I think, when we first really started getting into it. And I would go outside and I would just do like some stretches and stand in the in the grass. That was another big one. Uh, you know, just putting bare feet to grass, brick, concrete, just something. And uh, just standing there stretching and then I would add in some jumps and then eventually my kids see me. And then next thing I know, you know, I've already come back inside, but they're waking up and they're out there just boing, boing, boing. <laughs> the neighbors are like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> winter rolls around and you're standing in the snow and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, because people always say, oh, you better put a jacket on. You're going to catch the pneumonia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's been disproven. I like think cold, so too. I don't think cold weather causes you to get sick, but. I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um yeah. Did you make it then? Do you try to be outside with each um, change of new light frequency? So are your kids early risers? I guess I should ask. Yes, because yes. they're little still. So yeah, they're getting up at the latest. Like sometimes we can get them to sleep until seven. Hmm, that's that's nice. like yeah. an amazing day. Yeah. Sleep all night and not wake up until seven. Can you imagine? No. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we do. We make it a definite point of emphasis. And this was actually just something that we started implementing. This was like a 1% change that we made in the last year was being outside for UVA rice. Yeah, I, I've definitely become more and more aware of that time, especially because it has profound effects on your thyroid. And so since we have, um, my oldest is, that's one of his autoimmune issues is uh, Hashimoto's. And so kind of coupling that time outside and then possibly taking his, he takes that uh, desiccated um, thyroid, I always want to call it Under Armour. I don't really know what it's actually, I think it's like, I, I, I don't know, but <laughs> armor thyroid or something like yeah. that. Um, I just go with under armor and, yeah. uh, but yeah, coupling that time has been, it's been kind of cool to, to see like just little changes that happen. So have you noticed um, difference in like his blood work doing that? Um, so it, I think it's really difficult to kind of like pinpoint one thing that works because I, I'm, I personally am under the impression that when someone is healing, it's, I don't think we can find like that singular root cause. And I don't think one thing will affect the change. I think it's just like all the things. It's all of the things. So it's hard to say, you know, we changed the desiccated thyroid. Finally, finally found a provider that'll give that to us. And of course, red light therapy, lots of morning light and uh, blocking blue light. And we have seen significant changes in his blood work, plus hair growth all over his body. Like he never had those little like blonde hairs, you know, uh, regular arm hair, never had that. It's all over his body now. So That's it's really great. cool. And then like little hairs on his head and he almost has full eyebrows again. Aw, is yeah. he excited about it? He's not sure because, because he always says he doesn't want hair. I mean, <laughs> he probably doesn't remember a time that he didn't have hair. Um, right. But uh, I actually had a dream last night. It's funny that we're talking about this now, that he had this like long hair. <laughs> and he kept like flicking it back <laughs> and was like, I don't like this. I need a haircut. And <laughs> so, oh my gosh. But that's where we are. And, and you know, you just have to wonder too, is, are, is that UVA awareness, is that really just a strong piece of that, of that healing modality? So, and sometimes uh, I even think, you know, like, you know, when you're working out and you focus on a muscle group and that is the muscle that ends up being worked more because you're, it's that mind focus. Absolutely. When you put the intention on, I'm going out at this time for this reason, is that, does that help? Like that's always on my mind. Like, does that bring about more change? I couldn't, I, I wouldn't see why not. You right. know, and, and even it's the idea, and this, this is way off topic here 
because I, he's not thinking that. No, but you are. I mean, but I am, and I have that thought too. And that's been like my over uh, arching thought as, as I pursued more circadian lifestyle and then even started working with Carrie is the ability to affect change in a person with a cognitive disability. You have to put some serious thought into it because I don't think he cares whether he has an issue with his thyroid or he is type one diabetic. Like, I don't think he honestly cares. Right. I do. And so I guess for me, it's, can we see change for someone that doesn't really want to change or doesn't know that this isn't normal? Does that make right. sense? Yeah. And so I feel like if I am a physician or that, you know, a nutritionist or something like that, and I am able to help a person that isn't aware, then I, then I think that's successful. Yeah. So if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, um, but that, that's just been my thought, you know, in, in helping people with cognitive or, you know, physical disabilities that aren't really aware of that. Can we affect change in them positively? And we see that we can. 100%. So there's yeah. there must be something to it. And I don't know if maybe it's like the mother-child connection or just that it's so profound when it's done consistently or a mix of both. I, I think that has something to do with it. And I also think it's just knowing that, my goodness, the rhythms of the earth have so much power and yeah. worth connecting back to that they can really, really make some positive changes. And again, it's like all of the things that we were just talking about, those 1% changes, it's free. Right. Yeah. So if you're thinking about, man, are you, what this is going to cost me, you know, hundreds of dollars. No, it doesn't have to like, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, we structure our water. So that's another 1% change, but we didn't buy anything to do that. We don't have an analemma because I know that it's going to get broken. We yeah. are not spending $200 <laughs> on that. So we just put the water out. In the sun. So that's a free change. Yeah. So like would the, would the analemma be easier and quicker? Probably, but that's, yeah, that's a big cost for something that you don't know is going to last. Right. Because as much as you put it out of the way, it's like I, I shared, I think you saw today, uh, I had scissors, scissors in the bathroom <laughs> and it wasn't like they were just regular, you know, like kid scissors. No, they were sewing scissors they were and um, they were, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to say. So, you know, that things will get broken when we, when we have children that just think that everything is. Free game. Yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, but I, I think too that that's worth noting. And I think that is a 1% change too, is it's the, the effort behind it. And just because something is easy and it might help me structure my water, do I really want easy or do I want intention behind, right. you know, what I'm and doing? really setting your water out in the sun is not hard. No. It, no. Like it takes maybe a little bit longer and then you have to remember to go and get it. <laughs> Because I've definitely that. left mine out way too long. Well, like, it was extra like structured. Yeah. 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 So do you guys talk about that a little bit? Do you all, uh, do you put it in big glass jars or do you just do big cups for the day? Or how do you do that for yours? I just use, so I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I found a pasta sauce like at Ooh. a store that doesn't use any seed oils it uses like um i think it's just organic olive it's, oil yeah so i 
bought a bunch of it and it's in mason jars with like measurements on the side yeah. and everything so i saved those and i just fill those up put and just a, put them out yeah and then refill throughout the day as i need to so you don't do like a big jar a big thing no because i just feel like it would get spilled i can't i can't disagree with that <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're being pragmatic, not dogmatic, dogmatic about it. So impractical. Um, exactly. Just right. Uh, the reality is that, you know, for us, sometimes I don't always structure it outside, but I will at least stir it and put a little intention behind it yeah. in the if morning. You don't have time. Yeah, for sure. Or, you know, prayer over water. I mean, we have seen time and time again that that structures the water, that changes the water. So I, I do that too. I pray over the kids' food yep. and over their water. Same thing. Same. Absolutely. Okay. Heading back to some more of these 1% changes. If you aren't able to homeschool or to be home and do all of these things, what would be some suggestions that you would offer in that regard? Sorry, I'm throwing this question at you. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I guess well, I would do, you know, the open windows on the yeah. way to school or just, you know, being intentional, like walking out to the car, like maybe take a little longer on your walk out to the car, uh, maybe eating some meals outside if you can. Uh, yeah. I, you're not allowed to send glass water bottles to school, are you? I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. I don't think so. Yeah. So maybe structuring it. the water and yeah. then transferring it. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those would be all things that I would say too. just, just even having the windows open. And I find that I kind of crave that. Me too. I don't like stuffiness. And so my windows are open, just cracked year round. It's probably, it's probably all in my head. I'm pretty sure of it, but I even crack windows year round, even when it's cold, it just becomes well, a yeah. thing that you do. <laughs> the light travels in ways it does come in. It might not be as huge as like actually being outside, outside. But it's those yeah. little changes that still add up to make big differences for sure okay Th those are all great and, and again you know just maybe whenever your kids get home from school allowing them some time to be outside it, it you know they, they've been inside all day maybe what is it a 15 20 minute recess now and then like looking at a screen all day so it's time take it away and just go outside. You're not allowed yeah. to come back in until dinner is ready. And I know a lot of kids are getting like a ton of homework, even like the elementary school kids. Yeah. So if you can do that outside or some of it even. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. Okay. Moving on to something a little different then. Um, let's talk about some dietary changes. <laughs> We have, we have trepidation here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's, it's just like it's been such an evolving wheel of like oh. what the food thing. Because we probably spent uh, a, a good year dairy-free, which was a big regret. Same thing. Yeah. And we did gluten-free. And gosh, my son's issues with his gut health were so severe that there was a really long time that we were oat free and corn free and egg free. It got to the point where it's like, what? like the meal planning was so overwhelming. And it gets to be expensive. I find the more restrictive that you get, the more expensive that it, that it gets. 
because um, we were the same way. We had worked with a, a functional doctor or, or something here in town, and she was big on um, food sensitivity testing. Yeah, well, which if, is not very accurate. A hundred percent. Yeah, because so, back when it was like the thing, it's like you're thinking, oh, this is it. This is going to yeah. solve it. Yep. And it turns out, I actually think it made things worse. I and agree. so when, when you make a return back to whole food, because what ends up happening then, and I'm sure this could, this is a touchy subject for some people, you start using all of the alternative. So Which alternative butter, yeah, alternative cheese. And it's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And it's not as good for you. And, you know, anything like I now, I think about it like something made in a factory versus something that exists out in the wild like burger from a cow that's grazing on grass yeah. that versus, one ingredient yeah, yeah. versus uh -huh. the lab meat that's been processed and put through different machinery and that's just absolutely great. yeah so i i have to say that before we we started this podcast tina and i had exchanged a list of one percent changes and on hers was raw milk and i I'd secondly, or yeah, I second that in saying that that was probably one of the single greatest changes that we have made. I, I, I will agree. openly say that to anybody. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got it. You have to like find a good farm and feel it out and meet your farmer. But these are all things that we should be doing anyways. We should know where some of our food is coming from. And I think that in itself is a change that is a small change that you, that people can start making. You yes. know, it's, it's, I can have a conversation at a farmer's market and maybe I just start out with one food that I buy, you know, maybe it's right now and you're like, oh, I'm looking for some fresh tomatoes or something like that. You, right. you can certainly do that. Um, and then see, can I make an entire meal with uh, local food? And right. uh, it just becomes, can you guys get raw milk in your state? Yeah, we can. But what we have to do is we have to like, um, we have to buy a milk share. So technically we share part of the cow and we gotcha. sign like the paperwork. So we're paying for the care of the cow and then we get the milk that is technically ours. That's interesting. Yeah. I actually just had to go up to my fourth share. So we're getting four gallons a week now. But it's like, you know, it's so good for you. And even when we were doing these, the kids were only getting one glass a day because yeah. there's so many of them. For sure. And yeah. I mean, you, I think you learn to make a bunch of things. Like I'm making some uh, cream cheese now ooh. and um, with that comes, so you do it, it'll separate into whey and then you strain it because I need whey for a recipe. And so it's just a liquid, you know, separation of it. And then you just strain the rest of it. And then the leftover is your cream cheese. So, um, I mean, we, get, we buy 10 gallons every other week. And, okay. um, we were away, so we didn't get to use as much of it. So I'm now like, we have to use all of this cause it's not we going to, to waste something to do. <laughs> I've had to freeze mine before. Like one time the kids were sick. Yeah. So I had leftover gallons and I froze them. Yeah. I'm not throwing them out. I'm not throwing them out. I'm not a huge fan of frozen milk though, because then it gets kind of chunky and I don't like that. <laughs> they refused to drink it. I had one kid that would drink it. And so she did. <laughs> she got so she did and that and then she saved the day so yeah she did the, the hero of the story <laughs> okay here's another touchy one coffee after breakfast that was tough for me 
I am still a work in progress on that. I I am too. I try. I'll be honest. I don't do like a giant breakfast and then coffee. It's like, yeah. here's a sausage. I am going to eat this so I can drink <laughs> coffee. And then I will have second breakfast, which is more. more I really like that approach. You know, it's funny. Like when, when I first started in this quantum world, it's like people are so crazy and so strict. And it's like, no, you can't do that. And it's like, well. I'm a work in progress, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and everybody is different. Yeah, like, for sure. Right. I, now that I do try to eat something before the coffee, I do feel myself getting like shaky and thrown off a little bit. I'm the if same. I do coffee yeah. First. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, just need something in my stomach. It's like, I can't, I'm not going to eat a whole meal before I've had coffee. I, I get, I, I, I have six kids. Right, exactly. And and you know, I'll be honest and say that I don't I don't need it to function. Like I have perfect I don't use coffee for caffeine. You know, I don't use it for the energy. It's for I, joy. I truly enjoy the taste of coffee. You know? Yeah. I do too. And I put I put the milk in mine and like just a little bit of honey. Oh, you're honey. But... Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I like to milk. I know. I was a, a I was a, I was a maple syrup person, and then we started really doing like a low carb breakfast, which is another small change that is pretty easy to make. You know, hard boiled eggs and a piece of sausage or something are really easy yeah. change. But um, I've kind of gotten used to it now. I hate to say, but man, I do love a little maple syrup in my coffee. It yeah, just, I'm working on like. Using less and yeah. less as the weeks go on until I can just get to the milk and like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. No, I, I totally, it, but Hey, you know, there's not a, uh, an extreme amount of joys left in the world and that just might be one of yours. So it stay with joy. it. Like yeah. it, it brings me so much happiness. I cannot <laughs> even imagine that it's bad for me. It can't be. No, no, not at all. It's delicious. I know. I don't, he was, Oh, I start with tea. Yeah, no, that's gross. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, are you a cold plunger? I just started. Did just, you? Just this summer. It was hmm. um, a slow process. Are you? Yeah. I am not. I tend to I, I tend to go seasonally with those kinds of things. So I will dress less in the winter on a walk. Okay. I cold hate exposure. cold water on my body. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Like, I am not a fan. So, you know, when we, we do go to a pool, and I'm sure that's a hot topic for a lot of people too, but um, I will ease in when it, it's first open because they use well water and it's like a 50 degree temperature. And so, yeah, I ease in, whereas, you know, kids jump right in because they don't care. And uh, so, but, you know, as, June keeps going in July. I'll just jump in then, but I don't know. How long did it take you to get into? Uh, did you start with like face dunks? Um, no, I started with like my toes. Oh, okay. So you yeah, did like, like the whole gradual like, thing. Like working my way in, but I actually crave it now and it's not painful now. I mean, I don't do it every day. Just like <laughs> It's a great sell. It's not painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start cold plunging. It's only painful at it's first. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that like I can't do it if I'm already cold which I think that's normal why would you want to get cold if you're like 
already, already cold. Cold. I like to work out and then do the cold plunge. I think I could do that. Yeah. Like I when you're I like really hot, it feels good. Yeah. Will you continue in the winter? I'll probably do the same as you and just yeah. go out in like a little bit less. Dress less. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Report back to us, please. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will say one of my things that I am pretty diligent about is a daily walk and a daily like movement of things and myself. So do so. your kids do the walks with you? Um, sometimes more so in the winter. <clears throat> I'll be honest that now they use that as a TV time. That's reasonable. I have kids that are old enough to be at home and I, we're just walking in the neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, and that's just their TV time. And when we come back, they're done. So it's maybe 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a realistic approach too, is that our kids are still going to watch TV. So, yeah. <laughs> and then also, you know, obviously your kids are older and responsible enough to be at home, but if they're watching TV, at least you know that they're not doing anything like wild. using using scissors scissors yeah, yeah exactly breaking glass things <laughs> <laughs> trying to cook God trying to <laughs> yes isn't that something um so let's wrap up a couple and then we'll wrap up the whole thing um going to bed when you're tired that's you know when you think about it you're like well obviously you should go to bed when you're tired but how many of us don't go to bed when we're tired like when we are getting those first tiredness cues at like at maybe 8 30 like you hear people say like i'm so tired i'm gonna go to bed early tonight and then they're up until two in the morning because they've gotten their second wind right we gotta go to we have to go to bed when we're tired yeah absolutely 100 percent hundred percent. And especially, you know, you, I'm sure you're noticing too, like the little subtle hints that, that winter is coming, like it's time to start preparing, you know, our yeah. day, our, our daylight window is really shrinking. Um, acorns are starting to drop from the trees. Um, it, it's time now would be a good time to really start on honoring those, yeah. those signals to yourself that it's, it's time. Yeah. And that is self-care. Oh Yeah. I think that's a hard thing because, you know, I'm sure that you recognize this too, is I've had a long day and I just need a minute to myself. So I find myself, you know, scrolling through things, you know, just, oh, I need to look this up or something. Um, but going to bed is, it's, yeah. it's self-care um, for sure. And then um, what about mouth breathing? Have you done that one? Oh Are my gosh, all yeah. Yeah. I I did I started that I don't remember how long ago it was but I saw this thing that was like your tongue should be touching the roof of your yeah. mouth and so I just started being like mindful of that but honestly when I work out I am because I this is another like taboo I like to run like yeah I it's for me it's stress relief I get really like high cortisol and like super edgy if I don't get to like don't. run that off and I don't run every day and I don't run like crazy amounts. I'm training for a half marathon right now. So that's Ooh, probably that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's two camps, you know, there's the anti-cardio and I weight train too, but I'm a mouth breather when I run. Yeah. I, I, I think that you should be. 
I mean, yeah, I was never sure on that, but breathing through my nose felt really difficult. Yeah, because your body is being put through an extra demand. And so obviously respiration goes up and your need for air, air. goes up. Yeah. So I, what's the body going to do? It's going to, it's, it's going to utilize something else. I think it would be kind of counterintuitive to like tape your mouth shut. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe at night, but you know, you're still. So um, that's another one too. I think that people, it's an easy change is, is when I wake up in the morning, speaking of night, when I, it just jogged my memory. When I wake up, gentle movement. Yeah. A nice stretch. Like yeah. Just get everything flowing again because you've gone from like stagnant to movement. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then maybe the last one, I don't know how you feel about this, is learning to accept that you can't change everything. That might have been one of the greatest changes. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm type A and I like to have everything controlled. Like, you know, when your husband like you're leaving and your husband has all the kids at home, it things aren't going to get done like the way that you would do them, but that doesn't make them wrong. Right. That was something for yeah. me. Like he might feed the kids something that I wouldn't necessarily feed them or they might get a little more TV time. I mean, not every time because we're pretty much on board with that stuff, mm -hmm. but he is a little bit more lenient and that's fun for the kids. Like those are special memories that they're going to make. So I mean, that's one example. No, I, that is, that is, that is so true. And I think that that does come with just like the more that, you know, you're married or with age or just being able to think that I can't control every situation. And if I can't, I just got to say, oh, well. Right. We just yeah. try our best. Yeah. Because ultimately things are just an opinion, you know, and right. whether we hold that opinion or, but, but like you said, like that is important for your kids too. Right. You know. Or, you know, when there are those like certain circumstances where kids have to use like a medication, you know, life threatening type things like my son, um, not too long ago, actually had a reaction to shellfish. Oh, my. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I hate that we have to do yeah. this, but he needs steroids because Otherwise, his body's going to keep reacting to this, and it's life-threatening. There's nothing I can do about it in that situation because it literally is life or death. So it's like, let it go. Absolutely. And that whole statement of it is what it is. Yeah. So, But I, I, that's probably more of like a 50% change than a 1% then a 1% changes is that <laughs> that definitely takes some time. And I think that I, that I don't know about you, but it's still a work in progress sometimes is that. Yeah. Or you have to kind of talk yourself down. Like this is okay. Like this is fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's okay. If I had oatmeal today and it wasn't soaked. <laughs> right. I didn't have time. There was no other food in the house. Everybody's yeah. going to make it through. Cause I'll, I'll soak it. Yeah. Next probably time. nine times out of 10. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, those are all good things. So I think that's, we went through a, a lot of things here today. Yeah, for sure. Maybe daily quiet time. Do you do that? Right. I don't have that. No. Well, no, I do. I try to put the kids to bed a little, not like to bed, but they get sent like, okay, now it's time for you to be in your rooms and playing mm -hmm. while I get things cleaned up. 
I do need that, like a reset. Yeah, I agree. Or the, um, I just need to go to the bathroom real quick. (laughs) But they always find me as soon as I sit down or like, you know, do something that. I feel like going to the bathroom is like, it's basically saying like, hey guys, come follow me. (laughs) (laughs) We're playing hide and seek. No one told me. But I'm you going to the bathroom out. now. This is like our special time together, apparently. <laughs> and then the dog comes in too, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, oh. <laughs> well, I've had to start locking the door, but then I have kids like sticking their hands under the door right. and banging on it and crying. And it's like, guys, I, this takes 20 seconds. Right. Like, I just need to pee. <laughs> like another 20 for me to quickly wash my hands. Like, <laughs> That is too much time that you have taken up. Way too and, much. Uh, <laughs> that our kids used to send us things underneath the door, oh like random things that they could find, you know, like, because I feel like any household I maybe has random socks on the ground because oh, you yeah. can, like, who has matching socks? And um, who puts their socks in the dirty clothes? Like, well, when that's you just absurd. Throw them. <laughs> Like <laughs> I could walk in one door and take off a sock. And then by the time I get to another room, I'm going to take off the other sock. Yeah. And, and... then we'll never find the matching pair <laughs> ever again. Way off topic. We always say every year it's time to uh, get rid of socks and get new socks because. Uh... <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on socks. It's um, like a whole, it could be its the... own show. Like how much money have we spent on socks this year? <laughs> Don't ask that question. No one needs to know that answer. Yeah. It's or way just, too much. We're just wearing Crocs all year is what we're doing. We're just, you're just wearing Crocs and no one gets socks. Sorry. I, I'm even just like, <laughs> I've gotten to the point where it's like, don't wear shoes. Just go. Like Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No it's, shoes, no socks, no problems. No problems. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that is another 1%. <laughs> We didn't even need to write anything down because we could have just had a conversation and uh, yeah, come up with them on our own. <laughs> so at least we covered some circadian changes and lifestyle changes, you know, with having lots of children. So, And if but, anybody has a sock solution, put yeah. them in the comments. Put them we in the comments. Them. Yeah. And then our kids will read them and laugh. And they'll, <laughs> yeah, they will find ways around them. We were, um, I shouldn't say we, my husband was cutting back some bush the other day and was kind of like getting all the leaves out from under it. There was a sock there (laughs) and (laughs) we showed the kids and one of my daughters goes, oh, that's mine. I put that there. (laughs) But why? It's like two years ago. And I was like, well, why? She's like, well, I don't know. I just thought it would be fun. Like, well. (laughs) How, Great time. How do you argue with that is the question. You can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to wrap it up, Tina? Yes. So thank you guys for listening to our third episode of the Modern Circadian Moms. We are excited to be back next week, most likely Monday. And we will let you know on our Instagram what the topic is going to be and let you guys put any questions in about that as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, all right. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.